This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Happy Canada Day, Canada. I'm Maureen McGrath, and this is the Sunday Night Health Show, a show all about health. It's been said your health is your wealth and leads to a longer, happier life and even better relationships. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, and even, yes, 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 sexual. That's, of course, the cue to put the kitties to bed because we always uncover what lies beneath the covers. Listener discretion is advised. I have a passion for evidence-based health information to guide you so that the life you lead is the best it can be. My aim is to provide you with up-to-date information so that you know there are options for treatment. Please, however, consult with your medical doctor for anything that ails you. Tonight, we are talking about marriage broken bananas, distracted parenting. Is it ever okay to check your partner's, spouse's, lover's cell phone or computer? Also talking about intimacy with Amy Culler, who is an intimacy coach. She's going to join me in the studio. This is a reminder once again to put the kitties to bed and perhaps grab that glass of wine to relax and listen to some health talk because although we've got a fun-filled, informative show, Right now, I want to talk about a couple of other things. But first and foremost, I want to say happy Canada Day to my tech producer, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hi. Broken bananas is kind of making me a little bit nervous. Cringe a little bit. <laughs> not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna cut corners. Or that was a little bit. <laughs> I mentioned it to a few men this afternoon. Not real men, obviously. No. <laughs> and they said, "What's on the program tonight?" And I said, "The broken banana." They said, "Yeah, we're not tuning in." I mean, like, it's not that I don't want to tune in, but you know, I just get that. <laughs> reflexive kind of leg cross you, you go do I get don't that. want that but well, uh, happy Canada Day thank you so much yes <laughs> all the joys to you as well uh, you know this is an, an an instructive and an informative uh, book about broken bananas about a broken banana oh a, okay one. at least it's at least it's one <laughs> at like, least I'd, it is just one I'd get very worried if it was more than one and um you know things could be worse you know i like that attitude i'm irish catholic and you know we're never one to feel sorry for ourselves and you always you know that's true there's a lot more worse things that you could have broken i suppose worse things <laughs> in life can happen not to a guy I, don't think I mean like maybe for some guys that would be the end of it for them but for me you know, like you know what that would be that would be tragic but life goes on well <laughs> it could be uh you know it could be tragic actually it is in <laughs> fact a medical emergency oh, yeah because there's a lot of blood vessels down there yes there sure are you've learned a thing or two on that <laughs> remember i i know health sciences this is true <laughs> this is true you're not just a tech producer i'm here. not just a tech i mean i am just a tech producer never on say the clock. just on the clock on the clock of course <laughs> on the on the phone lines too on the phone lines too and if you have any questions at all about any of our with for any of our guests, the number to call, 1-877-399-9898. And I'd love to talk to you on this Canada Day. Did you do anything special, Andrew? Uh, I went to work. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing I, this morning. I, I dressed up all nice and red, though. So no, that, that was my contribution. Nothing red to wear in the daytime, anyway, on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm rocking my old lumberjack. Uh, yeah, I didn't think the lace lingerie was uh, what to wear. You know, the tacky red lace lingerie yeah. <laughs> that every woman has been given at least three times. <laughs> at least. At least, yes. 
<laughs> and they didn't know it was red either. Uh, anyway, no, um, I know I feel terrible that I have no red, but you know what? My guest brought me beautiful flowers, and there are some red flowers in there as it well. Counts. So, I'll yeah, take that it. certainly does. That certainly does. Doesn't mean I didn't celebrate today, and hopefully you celebrated out there as well with the parades and the barbecues and spending time with family and friends. But I want to talk right now about what happened in British Columbia this week. Um, you know, the former Attorney General says a strong message against polygamy had been sent, even though two men at the center of the long-running legal case received only house arrest for having multiple wives. You know, some of their multiple wives were under the age of 15, and I have a problem with that. Also, I have a problem with these men doing community service. These men are actually going to go out into the community and recruit young women uh, to further abuse. I think that we still live in such a misogynistic society, and I don't care what laws there are uh, on the books that we can let these men get away with this sort of thing. I am not against polygamy. What I am against is abuse of children, sexual abuse of children. You know, I, I just don't think this was this was strong enough. I I am absolutely shocked by the outcome of this trial, and uh, there's been millions of dollars spent on the prosecution. Was it worth it? Is the question, and you know whether or not there should be a wake up call to other people in Bountiful who may be doing the same things. I don't think this is a wake up call at all. I think this is a, a license to carry on the way they were. Um, you know, these men apparently can only leave home for work, necessary errands, and medical emergency. This, this, uh, and also their community service and probation. I mean, really, you know, this world is still a man's world. I am sorry, and I think it's time that a few men stood up against some of these, um, d- these crimes, these sex crimes, and actually change things so that we can have a better impact um, on some of these things that are happening. This, this sexual abuse of children seems to carry on, and there are many excuses for it. There are a number of laws on the books that need to be changed um, so that uh, this does not continue to happen. There was a great interview by our own Ricky, uh, Nikki Reitmeyer um, this week on uh, her new podcast, and she actually spoke to somebody who had been raised in a polygamous situation and she spoke about the abuse and feeling different from everybody else and the, the negative messages that were sent to given to her about the world around her. And then she realized that that wasn't the case. Um, this is why her, her podcast. So I would, I would suggest if you want to learn a little bit more about this, you'd go to that and listen to her podcast. Um, you know, there are so many ridiculously sexist laws that have no place in our world. And, you know, and also even just this week, I had a situation where I had, I, I do a lot of contract work. I, I work with men. <laughs> and um, if I, if you want to call it that, I'm just kidding. Um, and, you know, I had actually made a suggestion on how to improve things about a year ago. And I was told that under no uncertain circumstances was that going to happen in this particular contract. Mentioned it again about six months ago, mentioned it again, maybe two months ago, or in desperate straits in a particular situation. I was told never to mention that again by the men. Lo and behold, last week, meeting with the men, what do I think we should do? 
they asked. I said, well, you know what I think we should do? I've suggested it several times. And somehow they took my idea and turned it into their idea and said that they had decided, they actually said, well, we're actually going to be doing that. That's our idea. And then I just, my chin was on the on the floor. But you know what? The mansplaining needs to end. Uh, there's so much uh, that needs to end. Some of these sexist laws um, there are certain countries where a woman must permit her husband to have legitimate intercourse with her when she is fit to do, to do so. Uh, there are some countries where 15-year-old girls can marry any man older than 18 years of age. Some of these laws are actually uh, ridiculous and do nothing to advance the progress of women. Um, in countries like Jordan, Lebanon, and Monaco, women are effectively second-class citizens. I think in those countries, those women are overtly oppressed. And I think in North America, we are covertly oppressed, ladies. I am Maureen McGrath. When I come back, I'm going to be talking to Sharon Pope. She is a life coach, a speaker, and an author all about marriage. I am Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the Sunday Night Health Show. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. It is always my pleasure to be here with you. You may or may not know that I deal with a lot of people, or shall I say patients, who are in marriages, who are in unhappy marriages quite often. Oftentimes they are in sexless marriages and they may step out for a bit um, but they or they don't know what to do or if they have stepped out they're not sure they want to step back in or they want to stay in but uh, they may not exactly act as though they want to stay in. So I'm delighted to have Sharon Pope on the line with me. She is a master life coach, author and speaker on the subject of marriage. Good evening Sharon. Good evening. How are you? I am fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for joining me. I know it's late back there in Ohio. But yes, happy Canada Day. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so marriage, it's a subject that is of great interest to a lot of people. Uh, many people around the world can relate to marriage. They've either been married, never want to get married, will get married, been married before, going to get married again, never going to get married. So marriage <laughs> is pretty common. <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes people get married for the wrong reasons. And I see that, that a lot in my clinical practice. I, I see it often in arranged marriages where, you know, men, will say to me, you know, the woman was more, the woman I married was more important to my mother than she was to me. And then they end up being in a, in um, a marriage where they're unhappy or, or it's sexless. But you wrote a book entitled, Am I in the Wrong Marriage? What inspired you to write that book? And uh, what kind of response have you had? And, and tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So this is several years ago. I wrote an article for a publication and I submit to a publication, they basically own that information so they can do whatever they want with it. They changed the title of the article to read what I learned from staying in the wrong marriage for 11 years. And at first I was really like, wait, I was bothered by that because I was like, wait, it wasn't the wrong marriage. It just, just because it didn't last forever didn't make it wrong, but it got a ton of engagement. I think I had 2,000 people sign up for my list within 36 hours. Wow. And so I knew it struck a nerve and I hit, something important there. And so a lot of people resonated with my story. So came to find out that question, am I in the wrong marriage is searched an awful lot on Google. And so that 
then became the title of my next book. And it's really helping particularly women, although men also find my information helpful, just that it is directed towards women many times. Um, And it's like when you were in that position of do I stay or do I go, where it's not, it's almost like um, it's not horrible, right? He's not, this isn't an abusive situation. Mm -hmm. And he's been together for a long, long time. Like all of my clients are, you know, they've been together at least 10 years, but many of them 20 or 30 years. And, but they're asking this question, am I in the wrong marriage? Is it possible to stay and make this feel good again? Or is the only answer to leave? And so that's really what the book helps guide them through to get to their answer for their life. And is it, is it possible to remain and ensure that you're in the right marriage? Well, I think so, because I've seen it done with my clients so many times. But the thing is, it's, it's like when a marriage doesn't feel good, and we've tried everything we know how to make it better, so then we think that the only other option is that we're going to have to leave. But the truth is, is that, you know, we may have, may have tried everything you know, but really, what do you know? I mean, I don't know about you, but I went to school for decades, and I, you know, learned about lots of different things. I went to school for, you know, math and science and business and all of it, and even psychology a little bit. And uh, there was no class on sustaining healthy, loving relationships over the course of decades or fixing them when they were struggling. No. In fact, nobody really <laughs> mentions anything beyond the marriage, the married word. You know, I chase brides down the aisle. Hang on there. Do you know what you're getting yourself into? Um, and exactly. and the, the sex is also an important aspect of it. Um, and so what are, you know, is it that people need growth and development? Do they need insight? Do they need to yes. be able to look at themselves and, yes. and do some All personal right. development, perhaps change some of the attitudes, their ways, their patterns, their behaviors? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they need real tools to apply to that relationship because really all we learned, we learned about what love and marriage looks like from what we saw at home growing up. And they weren't terribly equipped either. And so they need all of that. They need real tools. They need insights. They need to be self-aware. I mean, so many of us come into relationships and we say it's love, but it really is a little bit more like I wrote a blog post that said, like you say, I love you. But when you say it in this way, what you're saying is more like bondage because it's like, I love you when you're being nice to me. I love you when you're doing the things that, that make me happy. I love you as long as you don't leave me. Right. That's not, that's not really it. So um, so yeah, we I just, tolerate we you while you're not tool. being a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. As long as you're doing what I want you to do, then we'll get along just fine. But right. How's that working for all of us? Right. So what are some of the tools that people need to go into a marriage to ensure that it's success? So I genuinely think that, be, that all of our, um, I think that our thoughts, are the things that create our emotions and our emotions are what's driving our actions. But no one has ever, you know, not a lot of people really learn to manage their mind. They look to their partners to make them feel good, to make them feel loved, to make them feel worthy, to make them feel happy, whatever. And it's like, we got to do that work for ourselves, friends. When we can do that for ourselves and not, I mean, our partners are icing on the cake. So but you have to be like, happy with yourself and happy yes. whether you're alone or with somebody else before yes. you can be happy with somebody else. 
Yes, and mostly what we want is we want them to do what we want them. My very favorite thing is, if you would be different, I would feel better. (laughs) Okay, why doesn't that one work? I've tried that. (laughs) Yeah, if you would just be different, (laughs) then I would feel better. Can't you just be different? But then we're, we're trying to get our partners to change. And, you know, one of the benefits of being an adult is uh, we get to do what we want to do. So our husbands get to do that. Our wives get to do that. You know, like, so they're only going to do it if, if it serves them somehow, you know. And so this is the part where it's like we've got to each, as two people inside of a relationship, take responsibility for our own stuff and not, like, not feel, I'm like, my husband, let's say he's in a bad mood one day and he isn't, I don't know, maybe he's not doing something that, that we had talked about that he was going to do or something. And that irritates me. So I could let that burn my whole day. I could be really irritated by that. I could be not as present with my friends or with my children. I could be a little short tempered at work. I could be, you know, like I could let that impact me. I let him impact me. Or I could just like, oh, that's interesting. He's just not in a good place today. I'm going to get back into my own business. I'm going to stay in my own lane. I have enough on my own plate to deal with on any given day. And, you know, he'll, he'll work on his stuff. He'll, he'll work through whatever it is that's gotten him in a funk. It, it's, it's, it sounds like it's uh, those building up of those resentments. It's great stuff. It's great work you do, Sharon. Pope, Master Life Coach, author, and speaker on marriage. And how would people get in touch with you? They can go to SharonPope.com. SharonPope.com. And you help uh, people to remain in marriages? I get that question a lot. Are you the type of therapist that uh, helps, wants people to stay together? I I imagine you are the same. You do both. I do both. Yeah. I do not have an agenda for their life. You know, my, my job is to help get them to their answer. That answer may be leaving. That's exactly but, right. But, but then there's a hundred questions behind that door. No. So, oh, my God. If I leave, what do I do then? So no kidding. job is to equip them well, to do relationship well. We'll have to have you back on the air. SharonPope.com. And I'm Maureen McGrath. And you are listening to the Sunday Night Health Show. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath, registered nurse, hosting this program for you. Just a little reminder that I have some credentials behind my name. And I do work in the healthcare field during the week. And this week, a patient came under my care uh, who had Addison's disease, which made me kind of nervous because he had been, he was a youngish guy, 30. He'd had it since he was about five years old, I think, but he had not had his medication. I work in the correctional facilities and he had not had his medication for a while. So it was untreated. And so Addison's disease, if you recall, it was a disease that John F. Kennedy, the president, had. Um, and it's re- related to low levels of cortisol. So when you're stressed, your adrenal glands, which sit on top of your kidneys, produce a hormone called cortisol. Cortisol helps your body to respond effectively to stress. And it also plays a, a significant role in bone health, your immune system response, so fighting infections, and the metabolism of your food. And your body is able to balance the amount of cortisol that is produced. But my concern for this young man who had not had his medications, which was typically prednisolone or, or prednisone, um, that he may go into an Addisonian crisis. And we didn't really want that within the confines of the cells <laughs> uh, of jail uh, behind behind the gates. So um, the as I said, the Addisonian crisis is a serious medical condition, and that is uh, caused by the body's inability to produce a 
a sufficient amount of cortisol. It's also known as an acute adrenal crisis. And the people who have this condition, Addison's disease, or who have damaged adrenal glands may not be able to produce enough uh, cortisol. So the low levels of cortisol cause weakness, fatigue, and low blood pressure. And you may have more symptoms if you have untreated Addison's disease, which is this, this kid had gone, or guy, had gone without his meds for a few days. And so it increases the risk of an Addisonian crisis. And, um, you know, he was under stress as well. Um, and he also uh, had a bit of an infection. So the, you can also, in an Addisonian crisis, you may also get sudden dizziness, vomiting, and loss of consciousness. And so you can understand why I would be fairly concerned. We don't have on-site physicians there either. But Addison's disease is a disorder that occurs when your body produces insufficient amounts of certain hormones that are typically produced by your adrenal glands. And so it's too little cortisol and also insufficient levels or amounts of aldosterone as well. It's otherwise called adrenal insufficiency. You hear a lot of naturopaths. I think every single naturopath diagnoses every single person who comes to them with adrenal fatigue. (laughs) Anyway, not exactly a real diagnosis. Um, People could perhaps be drinking too much, or they could be burning the candle at both ends, or they could have depression, or they could have uh, life crises, and they're going to get, from a naturopath, they're going to get the adrenal fatigue diagnosis, which isn't really a real diagnosis. But uh, adrenal insufficiency is, and it's known as Addison's disease. It can happen in any age group. It affects men and women equally. It can be life-threatening, as I mentioned. And so treatment for Addison's disease involves taking hormones to replace the insufficient amounts that are made by your adrenal glands, and that helps to mimic the beneficial effects produced by your naturally made hormones hormones. And usually the, the symptoms of Addison's disease develop slowly. It may be several months, it may be a year, but you have extreme fatigue. You may have weight loss, decrease in your appetite. You may have hyperpigmentation, which effectively is darkening of your skin. And you may crave salt more than the normal um, craving of salt. You may have low blood sugar. So it's important to have a, a blood sugar done. Um, when I did a blood sugar on this particular patient, it was 5.2, so I was happy it was within the normal range. Uh, you may have nausea, diarrhea, or vomiting. You may have abdominal pain, muscle and joint pains, irritability, depression, and body hair loss. Or there, you may also, if you're a woman, may have sexual dysfunction. So that's why it's really important that if you have sexual dysfunction, so a problem with your arousal, a problem with even desire, a problem with orgasm, especially a change in sexual function for women, it may be one of the many signs and symptoms of Addison's disease. So that's why it's really important. Sexual function is really important. Uh, As I mentioned, the acute adrenal failure or or an Addisonian crisis, um, they may appear suddenly. And so you may get a pain in your lower back. You may get severe vomiting and diarrhea. You may become dehydrated. Your blood pressure is low, so you're hypotensive. You may lose consciousness. You may have hyperkalemia, which is high potassium levels, and low sodium, which is hyponatremia. So you want to see a doctor if you do have hyperpigmentation, so darkening of your skin, uh, severe fatigue, unintentional weight loss, gastrointestinal symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, lightheadedness or fainting or salt cravings or muscle and joint pains. And it's basically 
the causes are from damaged adrenal glands. They, you don't uh, produce enough cortisol and aldosterone. Uh, and th- this is all part of your endocrine system. So it's very important because they basically, these hormones give instruction to every single organ and tissue in your body. That's why it's so important. Um, and so some of the hormones the cortex produces are critical for life, uh, the, cord- the glucocorticoids and the mineral corticoids, mineralocorticoids. These hormones, which include cortisol, will influence your body's ability to convert food fuels into energy, and they play a tremendous role in your immune system's inflammatory response. They also help you to respond to stress. The mineralocorticoids are hormones which include aldosterone and they maintain your body's balance of sodium and potassium and that helps to keep your blood pressure normal. And androgen are the male sex sex hormones that are produced in small amounts by the adrenal glands in both men and women. And they cause sexual development in men and they influence muscle mass and your libido and a sense of well-being in both men and women. So it's important that you get this uh, Addison's disease diagnosed if that is the case and um, get appropriate treatment. And it's typically uh, calcium for bone health, but it's um, prednisolone, which I mentioned earlier, or prednisone that's taken daily. Um, But, you know, if you have those symptoms, uh, it's important to get treated. Remember to take your medication. That's also critical. And uh, so we're going to shift gears a little bit and uh, we're going to get back to the intimacy. Amy Culler joins me in the studio and we're going to talk after the break. We're going to talk about um, what what is the difference between intimacy and sex. And of course, if you have any questions at all, give us a call. The number to call is 1-877-399-9898. I'm Maureen McGrath and you're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Health Show. Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thank you so much for being here with me on Canada Day of all days. Uh, a little bit later on, I'm going to be reading your emails. And you can always email me, nursetalk at hotmail.com, or you can call me if you like. The number to call is one 877 and we're going to be talking about intimacy, which is the foundation of connection. It's when you feel safe enough to open up, to be seen, to be understood, and to feel deeply connected. And I am honored to have in the studio with me, Amy Color. She is an intimacy coach. Good evening, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. You know, intimacy is such an important aspect of any relationship, and it involves vulnerability, connection, but it can show up when we don't have intimacy as many other things like anger and rage and frustration. So you work with couples who have lost the intimacy in, or perhaps never had it in their relationship. So tell me about the work that you do. I work with individuals and couples who have problems with intimacy. And those problems can come inside of a relationship or even outside of a relationship. If they're having trouble connecting with anybody or if they're just having um, incompetency or they're feeling inadequate or they don't know how to take it deeper so they're at a shallow level. So I help people learn to feel safe with each other. That's what I do. Okay, fantastic. And how is it that you do that? But before you answer that, I'm just going to take a call from Hanover, Manitoba, if you don't mind. Um, Eva is on the line. Hello, Eva. Hello. How are you? 
I am frustrated that you were not the doctor when I was going through it, and, and people need to, to hear this. It was the most frustrating time in my life. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm doing that. better now. Oh, I'm so pleased. It's a bit, You have Addison's disease? Uh, six. It took the doctors half a year. Six months. Half a dozen times to the ER, half oh. a dozen times to walk-in clinics, different ones. I thought maybe I'll catch a doctor that knows what the heck he's there for. <laughs> he or she. And by the way, I'm a nurse, not a doctor. <laughs> well, I, I have found out all kinds of people. I was going through, I was re-rendered, so I was going to my athletic therapist, and she said, okay, I'm going to stop treating your skeletal system because no matter where I touch you, you're hurting. Right. You shouldn't be hurting there from a rear ender. It right. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, it sounds. get that checked out, and she couldn't believe it. Six months by the time I could go back to her and get further treatment from the rear ender. Oh, dear. And that was just weeks after I was rear ender that I started getting sick. Wow. Now tell me it's not related. That's what Autopack says. It, well, you could have had uh, an injury to your adrenal glands in the car, in the accident. Well, uh, could I get it in writing so I can throw stuff it in the <laughs> MPI's nose? Not for me. <laughs> I went through my medical journal and I looked it up. That medical journal was written by 25 medical doctors. I Xeroxed them all at my expense, sent the copies. They're medical professionals that are not practicing. Oof, oof, oof. I could write a book. It's, oh, like, it's so frustration. No, it's so frustrating. My endocrinologist, Dr. Salomon, do you know her? No, I don't. She says circumstantial evidence proves it was the rear ender. Now, backtrack. 12 years ago, I was sideswiped, broke my wrist, broke my scaphoid, um, Four or five years later, I had to have reconstructive surgery. That was a few months past a year prior to the re-render. So here my system had two big whams to it. Now, tell me it's not related. You know, it's it's difficult. I really appreciate your contribution to the show. It's difficult to say because I, I would have to look at the entire chart. We're just going to get on to um, another subject. I really am so happy that you called me, Eva, and more so that you are doing well now that you've had a proper diagnosis. That's so important to have a proper diagnosis so you can get the proper treatment. And many people, Amy, we're going to get back to you. Amy Culler is in the studio with me. She's an intimacy coach. She did a tremendous TEDx Stanley Park talk in Vancouver, British Columbia. And um, we she deals with people who have intimacy and connection problems, and you help people to experience intimacy and connection. And so how exactly do you do that? I do do that. Uh, what I found was uh, I became the therapist that I wished that I had. So I found that when I went to therapy with partners, we were talking. And I was looking at my partners and they weren't, still weren't, we weren't fixing. How you weren't we, touching. We weren't touching. I see. So do you touch patients? I do touch p- patients and I teach them how to touch each other. Okay. And so do you have to demonstrate how to touch each other? Is that, um, 
Is this something I should add to my practice? Kidding. <laughs> I think everybody should add this simple piece to their practice, to their to their medical practice or to their life practice. You touch her there. And it's actually that piece that I covered in my TEDx, which is the hero hold, holding somebody and making the sound. Mm-hmm. And what will that do? When you make the sound, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can actually feel that exhale and you have an automatic inhale. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that it matches your breathing. You, I like yes, yes, yes a bit better, but go on. No, I'm <laughs> Yes, yes, yes can work as, can work as well. But it if it too, weren't Canada today, I might pull up when Harry met Sally, but go ahead. Go on. <laughs> the sound, mm-hmm, like even when you're holding each other across a room or even over the phone, it's it, the vibration calms the nervous system and all the way up to the brain, and it matches your breathing. It regulates your heartbeats. So when you make that sound together, your frequencies match. You're in time and in tune with each other. And it can, for those people just dating and just getting into their first encounter, it can get rid of those awkward things where she's slow and you're fast, or it just sort of puts you in the same modality and it allows you to express pleasure. And so is it safe to say it calms and connects you? Calms and connects you, calms your brain and connects you through your breathing and your heartbeats and the sound that you're making. And it might feel a little bit awkward awkward at first, but after the first few breaths when you're synchronized, it's like, oh, that feels so good. Okay. Um, so do you only see couples or do you see people individually as I well? I see individuals and couples. And even my couples, sometimes they'll come and uh, one of their sessions or one of their next sessions will be one or the other of them. Sometimes they'll have a session separately. I see. And so might you get hands-on with a person? I do get hands-on with a person. That has a lot to do with why I would see them together. Sometimes they're together. And sometimes when they're together, they're still feeling awkward. And how about so? How about somebody by themselves that comes in to see you by himself, for example, and perhaps he doesn't know how to touch himself? Would you teach them how to touch themselves? Um, I can. What I teach people is how to express and feel pleasure because people check out and they're not used to feeling pleasure. They go into an encounter with a goal and the goal, the end goal is the big O. Yay, we've made the big O. And what's wrong with that? There, <laughs> if that's <laughs> something the, wrong with that, if that's <laughs> the goal with a with a couple, if that's your ultimate goal all the time, then you're uh, missing the real ultimate goal, which is to feel connected and to feel pleasure and to explore your pleasure. Sometimes, if your goal is just the orgasm, you take the short route to get there. <laughs> oh, so, are you saying people may miss out on the arousal? aspect of the sexual response cycle. They're missing out on the arousal. They're missing out on the connection. So even in my TED Talk, the couple that I use as the example, Kevin and Jackie, Mm -hmm. they're at the beginning, I substantiate that they're having intercourse once a week, which isn't enough for him and is too much for her. But what it is, is that they're both missing intimacy. And when they have it, they're both looking forward to that one day a week. And even if it's just that one day a week, it's fulfilling because they feel connected. They feel like it made them feel closer. They feel satisfied. If you're just getting an orgasm, which is lovely, 
you're not as satisfied. You're, it's like, okay, I made it to the end, but there was something missing. Oh, right, the main course. <laughs> but, but you can actually incorporate all of it so that you have the arousal, the responsive desire, the excitement, the lubrication. You can you know, take your time in that aspect of the response cycle and then um, lead to orgasm. Which is, you know, may or may not be the goal for everybody, but it's, but, but it shouldn't necessarily be unilateral, which is a problem in a lot of marriages and a lot of relationships. And I can help people be orgasmic, but that's not my biggest goal. My biggest goal is to feel, have people feel connected intimately connected and experience pleasure together. And do you work with a lot of couples who have been together uh, for a protracted period of time? Some couples have been together for a really long time and they're only having sex the same way that they did when they first started, especially if they met really young. Mm -hmm. They've been married for 20 years and they want to explore something else, but they're so used to being together in that same way that they need a new way to do it. And I often hear one of the most frequent things I hear from couples is, I don't like the way he or I don't like the way she touches me. Okay. And and so um, are, do couples need permission? Is that what they're coming to you for? Permission to, to change the position? And, and we have a, uh, after the break, we have... Um, uh, Ross, who's going to be joining us to talk about his broken banana, and that was about a position chain. <laughs> that So are they looking to, for permission for new positions? Is that something that they don't have? They're looking for ways to take their connection deeper, or if there's something that they want to incorporate in their relationship, or, or they're bored. I sometimes will hear from couples where he'll say, she won't give me enough blowjobs. And I'll say, Can okay. Can say that on the air? I'm not really sure. What? Okay. <laughs> Amy, she won't give you. me enough oral oral sex. Is that better? It's fantastic having it. It's great work that you do. Can I tell your website is? Or how, how do people get in touch with you? Intimatewithamy.com. Okay. And I thank take you questions. so much. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I am Maureen McGrath, and it's been wonderful to have Amy Collar here, who is intimate with Amy, intimatewithamy.com. If you have any questions for her, go there. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Health Show. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.